Welcome to the Well Hello Magic Podcast, hosted by me, Jessica Mickelson. My goal is to teach you how to have a memorable Disney vacation. As a mom of four, military wife, and lifelong Disney goer, I want to share the magic of the parks with you and help you experience that magic at home too. You can find me at Well Hello Magic on all social media platforms. And my main hub is www.wellhellomagic.com, which has everything you need for a successful Disney trip and more. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Happy New Year. Well, hello, Disney family. I am so excited to be back recording the podcast after taking a little break for the holidays. I am so excited for this year. We have a bunch of Disney trips lined up and we have other trips lined up as well. We are heading back in just a couple of weeks. So I definitely am going to be covering everything that I'm doing to prep for that trip. I am pumped for this year. My goal is to deliver 40 podcasts this year. Last year, I think about I did about 25 and I was still in the top 50 for most downloaded podcasts, which makes me very excited. So I love being here and I hope you love listening and I hope you're getting information that you need for your Disney trips and then, you know, other things too, since I do talk a lot about magic at home as well. But like I said, we are heading to the parks in a few weeks and I am so excited because it will be the first time that a lot of things have changed. So starting January 9th, date-based tickets no longer need a park reservation. How do you know you have a date-based ticket? Typically, that is tied with a package, and you will see in your package that your tickets are good for a window of time. We use military tickets and we have annual passes, so we still need to make park reservations for the days we're going to be at the park because Disney wants to know what capacity they're going to be at. So we will still need to make it. If you get like vouchers from work or tickets that don't have a date, you will still need to make a reservation too. I wonder how that's going to play out. I feel like that might be a little confusing at first for people because they're not going to be sure if they needed a reservation or not, but hopefully that will level back out. Then all day park hopping is back and I'm super excited about that. You will see us park hopping a lot on this trip because when we're with the other family, we have very specific things we're doing. And then when we're without them, we have specific things we want to do and it's little things at each park. So you're going to see a bunch of park hopping. And then the biggest one for my family is the Disney dining plan is back and we are so pumped for that. We like the Disney dining plan because we love table service and character meals. If you're a family that doesn't do a bunch of table service and character meals, I don't think it's worth it for you. The price for adults actually went up and the kids price went down. So for us, we always make out because we have three kids that are considered Disney kids. We have a 12 year old, but unfortunately Disney considers that a Disney adult at that point. I wish they would wait till like 14 because you can't be in the park by yourself until you're 14 years old. So it just doesn't make sense that once you hit 10, that's the golden number to start paying adult prices. But still for us with three adults, three kids, the Disney dining plan makes sense. I'm really going to show you how to maximize. We will do lots of character dining, lots of table service, and you will see how we use it. And I'll also keep track of what we spend outside of the Disney dining plan. 
So first, I'm going to give you some updates just on like my account, especially like with the New York year and some goals that I have. I am not someone who is like hard, fast, like got to set all these goals and have to achieve them. But I am someone who understands that you end up running in place if you don't write down what you're hoping to get accomplished. So I have my Magic Made Easy course. I know I don't advertise that the way that other people do or the way that I should. My sister's always like, people don't know that you have this course because you never talk about it. So Magic Made Easy is a all-consuming like Disney overview of Walt Disney World. It goes over resorts. It goes over dining. It goes over extras. It gives you the overview. So you basically know every facet of it. But the one thing that I kept getting asked is like, I just want you to strip all the Magic Kingdom stuff out, all the Epcot stuff out, because I would talk about it like these are the dining options in Epcot. These are the dining options in Magic Kingdom and give you like the whole package. So what I'm doing currently is I am making individual park guides. Magic Kingdom is already done. And the reason why I can get it done in five days is because the information's already done in Magic Made Easy. But now I've made a cheaper $18 course that is just for Magic Kingdom. And it basically walks you through your morning to the evening, tells you the extra things you can do, and it makes you write down, okay, this is where you are. So you need to pick three of these, pick eight of these. And that is what I'm doing for all of the parks. I finished Magic Kingdom. I put in my broadcast group a poll to see what they wanted me to start on next. And it looks like Hollywood Studios is the winner, which I understand because that is the most difficult one park outside of Magic Kingdom because it's smaller and you really have to have a strategy if you want to get on all of the rides. And there's only nine rides in that park and two of them don't have height limits. So it's not like the most family friendly, even though it has like Toy Story Land and Star Wars and all of this awesome stuff. So I will be working on that. I can guarantee I will be done with the Hollywood Studios guide before I leave for Disney. Because again, all the information is done. I'm just stripping it out and making individual guides for it that are $18. So now if you don't want to invest in the $139 full community, you don't have to do that. You can just pick up the guide and then you always have access to it. So we are hoping to start getting packed and like get our table ready for this trip. If you're like me, your house is probably still a disaster from Christmas as well. Our house is an absolute disaster. We have no plans this weekend. And our only thing that we will be doing is cleaning our house. And I need to start getting ready for this trip at Walt Disney World. It is really cold right now. And January is typically the coldest month. But like people today who are there for the Dopey Challenge, they were just struggling so much with the weather. They were wearing sweatshirts during the day. And so I'm like, okay, maybe I need a little bit of warmer clothes. We usually have warm clothes in the evenings, but during the day, we usually still are in like pants and a t-shirt. So I'm going to start laying out that stuff. I typically buy a lot of clothes at the beginning of the year and we reuse and shop out of our closet the rest of the trips for the year. I think this year we have um, two to Walt Disney World for sure. And we're going to Disneyland this year to celebrate our 15th wedding anniversary um, as well, because we actually, for those who don't know, my husband's in the military. He's been in for 20 Two, I think this is, we started year 23. I can't even count. We got married before one of his deployments 
um, to Iraq and California. And then we went to Disneyland. And so this is our 15 year anniversary. So we plan on heading back, but this time with the four kids. So we also are going with another family. And when we go with another family, we typically buy new clothes because we're coordinating with the other family, which you don't have to. You don't need to coordinate. You don't even need to wear Disney clothes. Just go in the clothes you have. But if you are a Disney geek like me and my best friend who's going is almost anti-Disney, but you better believe she loves to dress in some outfits that are coordinating and she does not have daughters. And so she's coordinating with my daughters for some of these outfits during the trip. So it's just fun. It just plays into the whole like Disney magic, getting you excited and all that stuff. But I'm here to tell you, you do not have to have coordinating outfits. You do not need matching shirts. Walmart has a ton of low cost, very cute Disney clothes if you want them. In fact, the girls have two dresses that they're wearing from Walmart. So I just want to make it clear, like the clothes don't make Disney, but yes, it does make it a little bit more fun. But if it's a stressful piece of the budget, don't let that like ruin, you know, going to Disney. Okay, so with planning, this is where I am. We are driving to Walt Disney World. We have six people. Sometimes we fly. If we fly, we fly on Frontier because we have the Den Club. It's a two-hour flight max, and um, it gets us there for cheap. We're not flying across the country. I think we'd have a hard time flying across the country in Frontier because we need a little bit more room. But with using... Den Club, I mean, last time we were able to fly all six of us for $445. When we stay an entire week, we do like to have a car. So it just makes more sense for us to drive and have our own car. And we typically do the overnight drive. So we start driving around 7 p.m., drive overnight and get there in the morning and check into our resort, go find food and start, you know, our day at the resort because we never go to the park on arrival. Usually we don't even have park tickets right now. So we need to go to Shades of Green to go get tickets for the kiddos, but they will be getting an annual pass this year. My husband and I have annual passes already. So um, we have that to do, which means that I need to go on my Amazon storefront and get all the things for the car. So when we drive down, I have a like portable toilet seat for emergencies that has like bags you can put over it. And then I take what is called a travel Jane and travel Johns, which are disposable, like gel like material, where if you are, if there is an emergency and there's no time to pull over, it's like a, a urinal made for girls and made for boys because there's four kids and we're driving 14 hours. So I have that in the car. Everyone has a Disney backpack because we go to Disney frequently. Again, no need to buy something like that if you're not going to use it. But in the Disney backpack, we have a clipboard that opens up and has a bunch of papers and coloring sheets in it and some pens. Everyone takes some kind of pen or crayon bag, and then they put their activities in there for the drive, their headphones, their blankets. We use a specific travel blanket that goes in like a little zip up thing. We use that on the plane. We use that in the car. We all have one. I love them. I will do like a YouTube video showing like everything. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. 
We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. That we use because it's not just specific for Disney. We drive to see our family in Kansas City and Texas. We go to New York. We do driving vacations other places. So a lot of these things are not just for Disney. They are things I use every road trip that is long for every car trip. And it makes my life easier. And now it's so routine. And I have a bin in the basement that is basically labeled road trip. I grab that bin, I see what I'm out of, and then I replenish it before we go on the trip. So if you want to make your life easier, I will try to also write a blog about this because I know a lot of people do driving vacations, especially once you have multiple kids and it's kind of expensive to fly. But that is my next step for next week is to do all the car travel purchases so that we're ready. We also pack a cooler um, with bottles of waters and some juice boxes. And then we have a food bag that we pack that has like snacks, like little mini meals, which is like, you know, like pepperonis and like that kind of stuff to keep us, you know, fed in between meals while we are driving. But we have it down pretty pretty well. My husband and I have a system. I typically do the 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. shift. I'm better at driving during those hours because I also can fall asleep in the car um, the second I get into the car. So I usually fall asleep around 8 o'clock and sleep till 1 a.m. And then I take over driving for him. So that's what works for us. It's my favorite way to drive to Disney. I am tired when I arrive, but because we don't go to the park, we usually get to bed early and have good rest and have a really good meal. So for us, that's worth it. If you need to break it up, you just have to find the style that works best for your family. In my Magic Made Easy community, I talk a lot about the different ways to do that in one of the sections of the course because, you know, driving, if you're not used to it, it it can be very taxing on you, but it saves a lot of money. The next thing you have to do is start the packing table. I don't know if you do this, but my formal dining room table becomes like my headquarters of like outfits that I've already bought and pre-planned. I put it on that table. I try to like start finding socks because Lord knows we can never find enough pairs of socks for everyone. So I start collecting them as I find them and have to keep the kids away from them. I put my mini ears on there, just like everything we need for the trip. It's just like the overview. And in my like spreadsheet that I put together, I typically put notes at the bottom of like what we're wearing each day. And then obviously I still have a toddler. So I have multiple outfits for the toddler because I basically pack for a normal trip for her. And then I put three extra outfits in there for like accidents or if we're at the park and she gets food all over her and try to make sure that I have things that will cover her because for a toddler, you still pack differently. We are at the stage now where we do use packing cubes. There was a time where it was easier to use like Ziploc bags, number the days so they know like this is what you're wearing each day. I've even seen like those suitcases that have it to where you like can basically 
fold the clothes in the cubbies, put it in the suitcase and just lift it out and it's already sorted. We did a lot more of the pre-planned sorting and packing when the kids were really young. My toddler still could benefit from it, but honestly, we lay the clothes out every single night. So there's no confusion about what anyone is wearing. And I call that the Disney second shift because you're so tired from coming home from the park, but you know, if you don't get everything plugged in, magic bands plugged in, external battery packs plugged in, lay out the clothes, repack the snack bag in the morning, it will just be a disaster. So we do that and make sure everyone knows what they need. And then that way we're not overwhelmed. Um, we don't typically buy new swimsuits for the first trip because it's January. We're hoping to go to Blizzard Beach, but it may be closed if it's too cold. So we will take swimsuits that we already have. But by the time we go again, you know, in the summer, we'll have like new swimsuits. Sometimes they're Disney themed and sometimes they're not. They just pick like what they want. One year Disney had like a really cool Spider-Man. So we all had Spider-Man swimsuits. So it's not always just Disney focused. So that's the next step going through all of my, um, you know, my list of clothes. Then I need to go through my park bag and make sure I have everything I need for the park bag. Make sure the kids have everything they need for pin trading. We don't need any new pins to trade right now. They have extras. And the way that we pin trade is I put the pins they want to trade in a Ziploc bag. They wear the pins that they want to keep. That way, when we're actually pin trading, we're not like fumbling over the lanyard and trying to get the pin out. And the really special pins, I actually put locking pins on them. Locking pins snap and they hold those pins in place because sometimes that little rubber Mickey just doesn't do the job. And especially if the pin is heavier or a store-bought pin, those are typically heavier too. So I love having those on hand in my bag so I can give them to the kids while they're pin trading. You can find them in my Amazon storefront. Um, but I'll also do like a whole pin trading thing too for you before we leave. So typically before every trip, I do like either a live or a webinar or something so that you can see everything I'm doing to get ready. This trip is a little different. We only have three scheduled park days with my friend. We have an Animal Kingdom day. We are doing a VIP tour. And um, then we have like a kid's choice day where we are starting at Magic Kingdom, working our way to Epcot. We'll take a break and then we will end at Hollywood Studios so that we can see the Indiana Jones show and Fantasmic. So a little bit light on the park days. We have a rest day in between um, those park days. And my daughters are having a makeover by Bounding Beauty. And my boys are actually going to Bippity. I have not secured reservations yet, but I'm sure I will. Um, my oldest basically was like, look, mom, if you want to get pictures of me and my youngest, um, this is the last year he's willing to go to Bippity and dress like a knight. So you better believe that I am going to take advantage of that. So he's going to be Prince Charming and my youngest is going to be Cinderella. And it's just, it's very sweet that he, you know, he knows that his threshold is coming. So he wants to make sure that I get what I want. It's, it's been different. Um, getting into this like tween stage, you know, I've had so much control over like Disney trips and over what we do and how we do it. And they really do have their favorites because they are being raised as Disney kids. So they are telling me things that they want to do more. And I have to let them lead more um, with the trips, which I love because, you know, this is the thing that I chose to do with my family. And 
So it's a part of them just as much as, as it is a part of me. So outside of those things, that is mainly what I need to do this week. Hopefully clean my house. I theoretically love to leave the house clean when I go out of town. And before I had kids, like that was always how it is. But like I have kids now and it doesn't work like that all the time. So I don't think my house is going to be clean before we leave. But as long as I get all of the disgusting food out of the fridge, then we're fine. I think we'll be fine. I am excited to show you all Festival of the Arts because it is probably one of the best, most interactive festivals at Epcot. We really haven't ever spent time eating the food because we've been doing the activities. And the last time I was there was January of 22. And I actually hadn't started Well Hello Disney yet. So or Well Hello Magic now. So I don't have like content from it. So it'll be fun to take you along for that. And then um, it'll be fun to take you on the VIP tour. I've never done a VIP tour before. And so we'll see how many rides we accomplish. The reason why we're doing that too is because my friend who's going is someone who wants to do it all and see it all. And we cannot do that in three days. It's not possible. And so cost-wise, we go the cheapest day. It made sense for our family of 10 um, to do a VIP tour, but it is an expense and, um, but I think it'll be worth it. So I'm excited to do that and show you all that. And I'm excited to show you all a real full day at Animal Kingdom, what that looks like, how to experience that, because it is one of our favorite places. And we are literally planning on being there from rope drop to park close because in the month of January, Animal Kingdom closes at 6 p.m. So there's really no time to take a break if you're at Animal Kingdom. So you will see what it's like to be in the park for a full 11 hours with a toddler, with strollers, and um, we can show you that it's it's doable with your family. And you know, you're leaving at six. So everyone can go back to the resort, take a good shower and crash. I think I'm going to sneak over to Epcot to go see Luminous, um, but we'll see. But I'm excited to take you on that journey. I'm excited to start the new year. No big resolutions this year, except for... Um, you know, self-care, which is always a goal of mine. I don't really set resolutions, but my goal is always to take care of myself a little bit better than the year before. It's hard out here when you're a mom. Like if you have a lot of kids and you are busy with activities and you're trying to be present and, um, you know, I have 32 jobs, I feel like it's hard to take care of yourself. And I just want to make myself a priority because I haven't done that in a long time. And it has more to do with honestly, just wanting to feel healthy and good than anything else. I want to wake up and be like, I'm not tired. And I want to wash my face every day with like a skincare routine, like, or something. I mean, I use clean and clear right now, which is like still the stuff I was in high school because honestly I don't have the time to like moisturize and do all that stuff and what you see is what you get. I was talking to one of my friends and um they were like, oh I can't get on camera because I have to look decent. And I'm like, I do the office. I'm like, let's put on this no makeup, 
eyes puffy face on here so then if i run into people in public they're like ah you look a lot better in person so that's just that's just how that's how i roll it's what phase of life i'm in one day i won't have toddlers one day no one's going to be crawling all over me and needing me all the time and i'm sure i'll miss it but those will be the days when i can go back and you know make sure i'm working out for myself a couple times a week washing my face and sitting down and watching tv and when those days come i know i'll be like, oh, I kind of miss the days when they were all over me. But until then, it is what it is. And, you know, happiness is found in being content in life where you are. It's not perfect, but you know what? It's better than what a lot of people have. But anyway, I will see you next week as I dive deeper into actual strategy for the days at the parks. The Magic Kingdom guide is done and is up and it's live. So make sure to go check that out. I also have the Magic Clubhouse, which is a new paid prescription where you have access to the magic member community, which is where I like send the weekly updates. You can ask questions on there. You know, sometimes it's busy, but a lot of times it's quiet. So feel free to like ask away or talk or bring up something. I share my outfits in there and all of that good stuff. I'm hoping that one day it's like, you know, like a Facebook page, but a safer and, you know, not so sometimes those Facebook groups are a little vile and mean. So, and I don't want that. I just want a positive community. So definitely head over to the website, check out all the new stuff, the magic kingdom guide, the magic clubhouse. Also check out magic made easy. I hope that you have a beautiful, happy, healthy start to 2024. I look forward to this year and bringing you lots of magic through Disney. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode. And if you have a moment, I would love a review. Find me on social media at Well Hello Magic. Until next time, have a magical day.